All right, so here we go. Welcome to the 22Q podcast. My name is Becky White, and today I'm really excited to have two individuals on the podcast, Kathy, who is the mom of Nadia. So thank you both for being on the podcast today, and welcome, and please just introduce yourselves, starting with Nadia. Who are you? What do you enjoy? Where do you live? My name is Nadia Zamorodian. I am 32 years old. I'm from Daytona Beach, Florida. I am a photojournalist for my local paper. I love uh, taking photos of the community, telling stories, and hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Kathy, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kathy Zamorodian. I am Nadia's mom. <laughs> I'm a school nurse. I have been there for 26 years. Um, but Nadia and I are best friends. We do everything together. Yeah. And were you always in the nursing field before you had uh, Nadia? No, no, no. I I got my uh, health tech and became a school nurse when she was in kindergarten. Nice. And Nadia, um, what about photojournalism do you love the best? Is it what part of it? Uh, meeting the community and getting to know. And then when parents, I've been getting a lot of emails when I photograph sports, parents uh, emailed me recently and said they loved how I captured their son or they add me on Facebook because it has my full name and thanks, thank, thank them for, thank me for getting good photos of their son that they don't see often. That's great. And have you always loved being behind the camera? Yes, I love, I, I actually like being in front of the camera because I did acting in high school. So oh, after nice. speech, that helped me with my speech after I finished speech therapy, it helped me come out of my shell. So mm-hmm. when I did acting and then I was able to take an elective. So I did a um, photography. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah. And what is one of your most proudest uh, photojournalism or photos you've ever taken that you were able to capture a moment, maybe like what was that moment or what was that thing that you've captured on film that you're really proud of? I got to spend 24 hours with the Navy on an aircraft carrier. That's that cool. Was, and they actually are out to sea right now for the with the war going on. So they just, the aircraft carrier just got sent out. So it's crazy that I was on there. Wow. What base was it at? Uh, Jacksonville Naval oh. Base. And we, uh, they cat, they flew us onto the ship. So, oh my gosh, that's awesome! It was an amazing experience. There was ten other media people there, so that's great. So, we it was got- a full day sort of event. Oh yeah, From got there. I wasn't able to contact my mom and dad until probably like ten o'clock at night because we were go 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 from the time I left at eight in the morning. I drove to Jacksonville and then. Till 10 o'clock it was lots of walking up and down the stairwell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was cool so and we got catapulted off we went from zero to 168 in three seconds <laughs> whoa wait so you rode in a plane oh yeah I felt the g-force and everything oh my <laughs> gosh what was that like I w- it was it was crazy experience I was nervous because I hate turbulence but it was what <laughs> I attached the GoPro to my arm because I can't couldn't have a phone <laughs> oh my so, gosh we're, cool. so did all of the journalism people were you they were there with a bunch of journalists as yeah, well was, uh, so like abc news and some radio host people so did and everyone I, get to oh yeah all, yep we all took off together they flew in together yeah, too we were all it was just the 10 of us that was 
we were all together. We all became good friends afterwards. Oh my gosh. She was, she was a nervous wreck until I called. I, so that was my next question. Kathy, how'd you feel about that? Oh, I was so nervous. I'm like, I cannot believe you're flying onto this aircraft carrier. Yeah. (laughs) Very scary. Pilots are the best in the world, but still it's, it's, I know, man, I, I, I don't know how they do it. Uh-uh. It still boggles my mind whenever I see it. I know. I still can't believe I was on one. I was like, I, I yeah, I, I, you're very brave. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> they got to sleep overnight there. We got the captain's treatment. So me and my roommate, oh. she, was, she was a radio host. Yeah. yeah. That's great. What an experience. Once in oh, a lifetime. My, my boss called me. He's like, how do you feel about being on a kid? It was supposed to be four hours. And then they they called the Navy called me said it's got to be 24 hours because of scheduling. I said, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so, uh, well, I hope that they're all, all right. We send them our best going yeah. over there. Um, scary times, but thank you for sharing that. That's really exciting. And That's, that was the rewarding moment of my, of my career. <laughs> I'd I say so. <laughs> that's, oh man, that's great. Is there anything that you've really wanted to put, um, cover or, Anything that you really love, whether it's sports or major events that are happening, what do you really love, like live motion sort of things? Or do you like to go and cover stories, aftermaths? Like, what is your niche? What do you really love to cover? I work for a sheriff a lot, um, our sheriff's office. So I love covering uh, SWAT stuff. I do a lot. I've done two raids where I've had to be there at like five in the morning. I like doing ride-alongs. My brother's a firefighter, so I like I like the adventurous stuff. <laughs> wow, yeah. Kathy, your face. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always like, they better have a bulletproof vest for you to wear. She's like, oh yeah, oh they yeah. got covered. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, why? <laughs> Did you ever think your daughter would be doing this Never. kind of work? Yeah. Never. <laughs> wow, that's really really cool, Nadia. And yeah. she has um, a mind of her own. She does whatever she wants and sets her mind to. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit about your family. You said you had a brother. Do you have any other siblings? Nope. I have one older brother. He's a battalion chief for Reedy Creek, uh, Disney, the Disney theme parks. And oh, I, have, I have two nieces and a one nephew. So nice. and then I still live at home with my parents. My nice. dad said, he said, until you're married, you can move out. So that <laughs> nice. works. Nice. I save for my future. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's smart. Especially the way inflation inflation is right now and rent. It's insane. Oh yeah. Oh man. Move up. We're like, nah, just stay yeah. It's yeah, it's it's ridiculous right now. Um, well, great. And so tell me, you know, you've had 22Q your entire life. It's a part of you. How did your journey start? And I don't know if Kathy, you want to start by sharing your side of the story. And then we can share with Nadia what you've went through and how'd your journey begin? How did you find out you had 22Q? Um, I was when I probably when I was in middle school, my parents, my parents told me about it because I was two and a half when I got diagnosed. Um, I had, I had heart surgery when I was a week old and uh, the doctor sent us to my parents to a geneticist where he told my mom and dad that I had velocardiofacial syndrome. The moment he looked at me, um, he told them just by looking at my facial features that I look like he diagnosed and he said, you have velocardiofacial syndrome. 
And he showed her, he showed us pictures of other kids with the same syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird to see them looking just like her. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is strange. And this was at two and a half. Right. And she'd had pneumonia 12 times. They thought maybe she got um, HIV from blood transfusion. And it's like, Oh, but then we found out it was because she was aspirating because she needed uh, surgery on her palate. Okay. And then they sent us to the geneticist. So mm -hmm. boom. I mean, he just made everything. And then it wasn't like very hopeful. They said, you know, she probably won't finish school. She'll probably never drive. She won't hold down a job. I mean, everything negative, you know. Mm -hmm. She'll probably end up institutionalized for schizophrenia. I mean, I'm like, no, not my daughter. Because <laughs> what year was this? 80, 84, 80, 85? No, you were born in 91. So this was 94. 94. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. And I mean, she was only two and a half and she was a fighter already. So. Yeah. No, so I mean, when you had Nadia, did you what was the first kind of thing that made you say, huh? Because she was the younger of your children, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So was there anything that you were kind of like, oh, she's having trouble feeding or was there anything oh, right off yeah. the bat? She was yeah. Choking. yeah. Always even with nursing or bottle feeding. Cause I had to do both. Right. She wasn't gaining enough weight. Yeah. Then, then, you know, they sent me for, you know, her for the swallow and she ended up having um, paralyzed vocal cords. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it was like one thing after another, <laughs> mm -hmm. but she was a trooper. She, she's definitely yeah. a fighter. Yeah. And so did she start right away in therapies such as like OTPT speech? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. were amazing starting that really really early and right. she did that right all the way in, you know until the end of high school wow yeah it's a lot and yeah. then so when she was a newborn she was going through all these therapies Nadia was going through all these therapies and then it was the heart at first was that right. a continue when did they first find out about her heart was that right away or at, at uh, they found that out at uh two or three days old Okay. And then she had the heart surgery at one week. Wow. Yeah. Her artery wasn't connected her to the uh, right aortic arch. And then oh. she has like transposition. They said things like on the opposite side. Okay. And mm -hmm. I woke up after the surgery too. Yeah. She woke <laughs> up and screamed at the doctor and went back to sleep. And he's like, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. She was definitely a fighter. Wow. So heart surgery at one week. Yep. Yep. She came home on a heart monitor until she was nine months. Yeah. Okay. Those things are <laughs> yeah. fun, especially yeah. when they're going off all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and did you have a lot of help or was it just you and your husband no, at that time? Just, just, just you guys. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law lived uh, next door, so she did come over and help. Yeah. But then we ended up moving when she was four mm -hmm. back to Florida. Okay. And it was like, it was hard, but yeah. we found doctors and 
got everything going again. Yep. So it was the heart surgery. And then what were the next sort of surgeries for her? She had uh, ear tubes put in twice. Mm -hmm. And then she had the palate surgery. And then later on, the sinus issues. That was when I was in my 20s for the sinus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, she's been, thank God, you know, healthy. It's great. I never thought how I have sinus issues going on right now. So <laughs> I know. This time of year is the worst. Following up um, with UCLA yep. for the last seven years, we fly out there and they do complete workup head 22, to toe. They, do, they have a 22Q study in UCLA. Oh, great. Yeah. And it's free. I mean, they fly you out there. They pay for your hotels. Wow. I'd All love to, to get more information on that. Most definitely. I'll send you the information. Yeah. And we can put it in the um, description Absolutely. of this podcast so people can check it out. It's usually like a three year um, per person, but they asked Nadia to come back because they were so impressed, you know, with her, the way she, she's doing, you know, yeah. they're like, she zips right through all the tests and everything. Yeah. That's great. Very, and, very happy for her. Yeah. And Nadia, what do you remember growing up like as a young, young child, like one to 10? Um, the only thing I remember is like school wise, the speech therapy being pulled out. And then in middle school, because I got put into ESC, constantly being switched around because they messed it up a little bit, my scheduling. Mm -hmm. So was it constantly being moved out of classes from different type of ESC classes to fit my need. And the ESC was only in the math because I was in the regular uh, co-taught classes where there was two teachers except for the math. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then in high school, we had a FCAT testing. So that put me in a two like intensive reading and intensive math because you failed the standardized, I failed the standardized test. Mm -hmm. so I never got an elective until my junior and senior year. <laughs> Yeah. And what, what did you enjoy about school? I like, uh, I liked English and then the acting and photography, my elective classes. Because mm -hmm. so, those got the photography got me to figure out what I wanted to do for my career. Yep. That's great. And you found math, you had mentioned math getting pulled yeah. out. You found math was just like, so oh, challenging. So is to this day. So yeah. I wasn't able to get a job until uh, when I turned 18, I got my first job in retail because um, mm -hmm. I couldn't do the register and they hired me and they put me on the sales floor and then they trained me to do the register. So I worked there for 10 years. That's great. That's so, great. And what about school, you know, looking back now, now that you have a career and you're girl, all grown up, you know, if other individuals with 22Q are listening, what sort of hopeful or tips or tricks did you have in school that kind of got you through the hard days? What what kind of advice could you give to other 22Q listeners? Um, my, the advice I would give to other 22Q listeners is talk to your parents, your friends, teachers. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Tutoring mm -hmm. was definitely my number one thing that helped me get through school and then my mom and dad. So, mm -hmm. and my friends, I wasn't afraid to tell them. So they all knew about my syndrome. Mm -hmm. Got to speak up, yep. advocate, you know, mm -hmm. and my and brother was always, 
my brother was always my number one supporter too. <laughs> That's great. How old, how much older is he? Two years. Two years. So were you in school at the same time at some point? Just for one time, one year. I was yeah. a freshman. I believe he, he was a, two years. oh, two years you were together. Two years. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. And I worked in the clinic at that. She, she was a school nurse. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's that great. was pretty cool. So, yeah. That's who I, when I would have a stress would always go to her clinics, especially <laughs> when I would fail the FCAT because I was like 10 points away for passing the math. And I remember going to her and just like crying because I was like, because I wanted to get my regular diploma. Yeah. So I, finally, I was able, I finally got it my senior year. Good yeah, for you. Many, many yeah, times. Many, yes. <laughs> they said she could get a special diploma. She said, no, I'm going to keep taking it until I pass it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And then she ended up taking the, we had a thing called ACT in Florida. SAT and ACT. So the ACT, I passed the math and that overrided the FCAT Florida standardized test. So yep. And the other one overrid. Yeah. It's math great. and English, right? Oh yeah. So That's it great. was a struggle, but it, so I she got it a regular up. diploma. That's what she wanted. That's yeah. great. That's great. And then after high school, did you go to a photojournalism certificate program, college? What What was your I, next I steps? A, um, I went to a college in Daytona, Daytona State College. It's twenty minutes away. It was twenty minutes away from my house, so I had to do. They make you take tests before, like the math and reading. So I had to do extra math and reading, of course. And then once I and then I did my photography. They had a photo program there, so I did the photo program on top of the regular courses. And that was a struggle too. I uh, had to go to the, they had a learning disability center there. So I would take my test in there for the rooms. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely use the accommodations. Yeah, accommodation center they have mm-hmm. at college. That's great. It's so good that they have that. Oh, for yeah. sure. That was very, that she was went there quite a bit. Anytime she needed help. And then when I went back for my bachelor's, they over, cause I was like, I can't do statistics. Um, so they overrode it with uh, one uh, one course that was just as hard, but I managed to pass with a C. <laughs> I can't hey. uh, know the name of it. I but can't it, remember what you <laughs> took either. It had to deal with the stars and the, the I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> like an astrology kind of? <laughs> there, there you go. go. Astrology. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, astrology that was that hard. What was that? Whatever. You got to see. You pass. Nobody cares. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I was happy. Name diploma. <laughs> right. Nobody has to know. Yeah. Exactly. Why do you need to know astrology? Come on. I was Come like, on. I can't see the name, but I know it deals with stars. <laughs> and the photo professor wanted to use one of my photos I took of this uh, rocket. So for the class. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nice. I use this for one of my presentations. I said, sure. <laughs> Great. When we would go to their, you know, opening night or something when they were showing their stuff, even in college, her teachers would be like, I wish I had 10 Nadia's, you know? <laughs> I heard that from every teacher from kindergarten right through college that mm-hmm. I, I wish I had 10 Nadia's. She's mm-hmm. so happy all the time, so smiley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where do you think she gets her spunk? I'm not going to speak over you, Nadia, but Kathy, where do you think she gets that from? Me. <laughs> my dad's my dad's quiet, so yeah. definitely her. Nadia, where do you think you get it from? Her, my mom. Yeah. Oh. I'm being more vocal She's now. Open to, she used to be quiet. I'm like, you have to. I'm saying no a lot to. Yeah. Good. You don't have to be a people pleaser to yeah. everybody. No. Because some people will take advantage of it. Instead of smile and say yes to everything. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned in past relationships too that I was in. So, oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's good yeah. to learn it early, yeah. and then that way you don't get taken. Was young of. in school. I was her voice because I got bullied. Him. She wouldn't speak up, so mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, mm-hmm. had to speak up for her to get things done, make sure she was put in the right classes. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's great. And so you said now health-wise you're doing well? Yes, health-wise. Knock on wood? Yes. Everything's great. Good. Yeah. That's great. And Kathy, I I just have to ask, you know, you had shared that the doctors said all these awful things to you and awful outcomes, you know, for a parent that is listening to this that may have just got their diagnosis yesterday and may have had an awful experience with a tech or a nurse that says something that they shouldn't. What do you want to say to those parents that maybe get bad news about their diagnosis of their child for with 22Q? Every child is different as everybody knows, but you can't categorize them all the same. Every child learns differently, whether if it's without a disability or with a disability. But never take an answer that your child will never do this because I had her doomed, you know, at two and a half years old. I was like, wow, I'll be living in a you know padded cell with her because if that's her life, then that's my life. Mm-hmm. But no, nope, I always, you know, said never say never, you know, mm-hmm. she said, I can't do something. We'll try it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Try it again. <laughs> That's a good outlook to have. Have you always had that kind of an outlook on life? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nobody's going to take over me. You have to take control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Nadia, what is one thing you've learned from your mom? No, never give up. (laughs) Never give up on hope. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) always fight for what you want. (laughs) And And Kathy, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, not I said, thankfully, I've been doing that. <laughs> Sounds like it. And um, Kathy, what have you learned from Nadia? She's my angel. <laughs> I mean, God blessed her with me with, I think, learning a lot of patience that <laughs> I wouldn't have without her. Um, she's She calms me down a lot. <laughs> when I get hyped up, she's like, relax, it's going to be fine. Just breathe. No, it's like, okay, roll reversal. <laughs> That's great. She just, just smiles. Everything, nothing makes her upset. Mm-hmm. It's like life is good. Life it's is like good, a, right? Everybody should be that happy. <laughs> My son, yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Sorry. There have been rough moments though. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me about that. Like what has been some of the really like difficult things trying to navigate your 22Q? Um, luckily for me, it was just a school part. Cause when I was in relationships, uh, my ex, my exes, I've only been in two relationships. They knew about my syndrome. So, and they're very understandable, but those are the breakups have been the rough part. <laughs> so but mm-hmm. yeah, they, they totally understood about 22Q. That was the first thing I would tell them after I want them to know everything. So yeah. yeah. Breakups are tough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're no fun. Yeah. Nope. 
She's looking for Mr. Right. Yeah. I'm saying maybe <laughs> is a charm. <laughs> That's the most important thing is, is just, you know, from, if you want my advice or, or will be willing to listen to it, it's just keep going and take care of you. And exactly. the second you just love yourself and you love where you are at in your life and you're content with you, suddenly they appear. And exactly. that's what she always says. I always say yeah, that. it's it's so true and it's annoying Don't to hear. <laughs> Don't but, care. Because uh, when you have that, yep, yeah, when you have that energy, people are drawn to it and then they come along. And then and then always just being willing to do whatever. <laughs> I've gone out more. I joined a Volusia. There we have this thing called Volusia Young Professionals, so that we'd have socials every month where you meet people in your thirties, twenties, mm-hmm. or forties. So nice, good. And my job helps me get out a lot. Oh yeah. So that's <laughs> great. Yeah, and that's key too. Just mingling with different people. Have you kept in touch with a lot of friends from high school and college? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, even the ones who bullied me were probably still friends because I grew up in the area. So but that was when you had glasses, that was when I had glasses and braces and everything. So kids are mean. Yeah. Kids are mean. Grew, we all grew up with each other. So yeah. we're stuck with each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was it a big school? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, my high school was big. Uh, yeah. There was five 500 kids in my graduation class. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was the last one with the Z. That's <laughs> so. one. Yep. yep. But we all meant see, to be. We all, see, we all see each other on Facebook and out and about. So nice. What do you enjoy doing now? Like other than work and photography, is there anything that you enjoy doing recreational? Uh, my friends and I do roller skating every few months. We go to the roller skating rink, then concerts. Um, I just, my best friend stayed the night, the other night when they, my parents were on a cruise, we saw the Jonas brothers. Nice. I like, so, I like traveling, going mm-hmm. uh, for my, my friends and I like going to Atlanta, dr- driving there. I like going to the set of a show called the vampire diaries and seeing. So we like, we, we love adventures. Nice. Where's your favorite place you've ever traveled? Iran. Oh, my, wow. my dad's side of the family's from Iran. So oh, wow. yeah, I've been there twice. So. Wow, what is that like there? I've always been curious. That's amazing, amazing. <laughs> I, I was scared to go the first time because of just the news, but they love they just love Americans. They gave us free stuff in the shopping malls. Oh yeah, my family knows English because they wanted to learn it for their American cousins. Mm-hmm. For a whole month, it was the best experience of my life. Yeah, we're not going back anytime soon. But <laughs> nope, <laughs> no. When it was, we no. went when it was decent to go. Oh, it's too <laughs> yeah. scary. Yeah. Too scary right now. I know. I know. We have a lot of family over yeah. there. So. Do you, as my next question, have you been yeah. able to t- get in touch with them? Yes. Yeah, we talk to them all the yeah. time, but Everything. who knows what's going to happen next few days? Yeah, mine. I don't know if they're going to end up getting involved in this. So. Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah. It's so scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Senseless. hope they're okay. Senseless. Yeah. 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 Sad. But yeah, it really is. Yeah. But Iran's my favorite. Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully one day you can get back there when it's a little yeah. safer. Hopefully they can come back here too. Yeah. They're trying. Yeah. 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 
of them have been over, but they don't let people out. And a lot they of them don't let them out. A lot of my cousins have moved to Canada. So, oh, wow. How They're many cousins do you have? A, lo I can't, a lot. A lot. My, da my dad had, <laughs> my dad has uh, eight siblings. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I have eight siblings. So yeah. I grew up, she's from me. I grew up with a lot of family. I have seven siblings. Seven siblings. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're number eight. I'm eight. Wow. Big yeah. family. So, yeah. Kathy, you you said Maine. Yes. Okay. So, is that where you had? I'm sorry, I totally missed that. Did is that where you had Nadia? No, I had Nadia in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Yes. But then you when moved to Florida. Florida. Okay. Well, I lived in Florida. <laughs> then we moved to Minnesota, and then we moved back to Florida. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you're from Maine originally. Yes. Yes. So you do it. not like the cold weather. Not at all. <laughs> You're I like, get me out back. of Maine now. Yes. yes. <laughs> I did not like cold. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, we go the summertime, but we haven't been home in several years. Yeah. Been on cruises and stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, Kathy, I wanted to ask you. When navigating Nadia's 22Q, has there been any really helpful websites or resources or or books or support groups that you found very helpful as a parent that you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience? I went to the Vila Cardiofacial Conference, which I don't know if they still have them. Uh, we went to that for a couple of years and then just pretty much, you know, looking up different stuff on uh, the websites and I mean not there wasn't so much known about it back then so it was hard I mean everything you read was you know not not very hopeful yeah and it was like yeah it, it just sometimes it made you more upset reading it you know and I'm like eh, we're just gonna take things as they come I mean she was a little bit slower you know walking talking stuff like that and I just, you know, and then they said she could lose her hearing and sight up until five years old. And I'm like, okay, so now we got to wait till she's five to see, it, you know, and then she ended up with glasses. I'm like, oh no, here it starts. And it was like a waiting game always. And it's like, yeah, no, we're just going to stay right on top of it. And she only had the glasses for a couple of years. Yeah. And then her eyes, you know, got stronger and she didn't need them. And I'm like, good thing okay we saved that yeah you know? yeah and the hear, you know the hearing she kept passing her hearing and I'm like okay so we get past five and it's like okay mm -hmm. <laughs> you know early adolescence schizophrenia and I'm like okay so now we gotta wait <laughs> you know, it was like always waiting for something mm -hmm. like there was never any signs of it she yeah. never through any depression she never was you know acting out ever mm -hmm. you know other than just whiny when she was <laughs> younger <laughs> yeah the typical stuff extra whiny but no I mean yeah. I'm, we really got blessed but definitely. we did go to a 22q conference in Orlando that's right we did go to that uh, one. that's where I met I, you, you interviewed Anya yeah you, yeah Anya, so we I met her there so. oh get out okay yeah, yeah. It was, mm -hmm. that was my first one as an adult that I remembered the 22 key conference. And she gave a speech yeah, too. I had to do a speech. She so. gave um oh, nice. to the audience. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. I met 
we do uh, we try to get together with a bunch of other 22 Qs every few years. So that is my next question. If you've well, who was the first person you met that had 22 Q? Can't even remember. I think it was Anya. Was Anya? I think Anya was the first well, that I remember. Yeah. Just the personality. Yeah. She she always would come up to everybody and we didn't know anybody yeah. around us that had it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So were those conferences like the first time you were able to meet parents or yeah. meet other individuals with 22Q? Yeah. What was that other feeling like for you? Like, oof. Like I'm not alone, you know? Wow. And then part of me was like, wow. We, I mean, I felt bad looking at, wow, this is what they were talking about. This, you know. And the variations was, of yes, syndrome. Yeah. Yes. You know, and like you said, feeding tubes and some can't walk and some can't talk. And I was like, wow, we were got, we definitely got blessed because it's not like they could have changed what they were dealt with, you know, Mm -hmm. but I guess they just generalize all the kids the same, you know, they didn't, they didn't have different situations where I don't know your child won't, you know, it's like. They just put such a high possibility of this is it. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she definitely, uh, she's a fighter. Yeah. That's for sure. Do you feel like you're a fighter, Nadia? Some days I do. When I, yeah. when I get what I want, I feel like I'm a fighter. My jobs and everything I was able to fight for. So good. Put myself out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not easy being a fighter. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not at all. Uh-huh. And it's not easy trying to navigate no. and then be an advocate for yourself or for your daughter. It's hard. Yeah. The Definitely. one thing I always hear from people, you don't look like you have anything wrong with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. How does that make you feel when people say that to you? It makes me feel good though. I was like, I was like, that's good. <laughs> I was like, I don't want, it's like, I tell people, I, and I was like, I'm not hiding it. I'm like, mm-hmm. That's it's interesting. It's like, what am I supposed to look like with a? Because yeah. they think I'm supposed to look like a kid who has probably like Down syndrome. Right, because they said you know Down's is you know second known to when you hear or a parent exactly physically yeah, yeah. right you can see it when somebody mm-hmm. hears the word syndrome they all think oh you don't look you have nothing wrong you don't look like <laughs> you have a syndrome it's like, yeah all mm-hmm. syndromes aren't generalized <laughs> yeah. And there's so many syndromes that oh, people, yeah. exactly. m- majority of people are aware, but not really. Right. There's so many. So oh, yeah. with that being said, Nadia, I want to ask you this question first. And then Kathy, I'm going to ask you it. What are, you know, the struggles that maybe friends, family, coworkers don't see? And if so, like, what do you want them to know is like, Maybe there's a phrase or something people say that really offends you that they don't even realize they're offending you. Or so like, what are the struggles that maybe someone, you know, it doesn't even have to be friends or family, but someone, you know, may not see that you want them to know that it's a struggle for me to do this. To be, I, to be honest, I don't think I, they have anything that I struggle. I tell they all pretty much know everything. So I've been, I've been really blessed. So I don't feel like I have any issues that I'm hiding or any problems with work or friends, which I'm, which I'm lucky to have. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's great. My, my life has just been going day to day. Luckily, no pain, no issues. So I'm just always on the move. 
Mm-hmm. And they all, they all know that I can't uh, can tell the time, tell time. It's hard for me to understand time. They all know like 10 past or quarter till. They all know when they say that, that I, I've said, sorry, I don't understand. And they all know I don't know math well, which is nice. Yeah. So. Well, good for you for speaking up. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Keep that up. It's important. People just don't know. So yeah. Awareness. You have to let people know, you know, one thing that bugs me the most is when people say, Oh, this girl at the grocery store couldn't even count back changed. How did she even graduate school? It's like, I'm like, well, you ever think maybe that person has a handicap, you know? I mean, it's like, yeah, that, that offends me, but yeah. Pretty much all of our family and friends have always been there, mm-hmm. you know, 100%. So they know. They're very positive on Facebook every time I post something. Yeah. So That's great. They all, they all know I speak the tr- I speak my mind, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good. And it sounds like you have an amazing support network around you, family, that's friends, right. coworkers. Yeah. It's great. I always and- tell the re- I always tell the reporters always double check my captions for spelling errors. (laughs) Hey, doesn't hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they were great when she was working and they were teaching her the cash register. Mm -hmm. They're like, just punch in what they give you for the money. And then, you know, then she started working with the change and figuring out how much to give back. But, Mm -hmm. you know, even like now, if you ask her, you know, like, what's 25 into you know five oh, yeah, so. five into 25 and she doesn't know it's just it's hard yeah, yeah. It, it it's a very common thing among the 22q community it's it's a I logistical i don't even know how to fully explain it but it's it's a logistical just can't grasp no the money piece. hours on it and it's hard it's hard with the money numbers with time Mm-hmm. And she would get frustrated because she's like, I don't understand it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and luckily, driving, driving was always scary when yeah. she would be driving because if her GPS went out, she didn't yeah. know how to get home. A cop had to show when I was dropping off my coworker, um, I didn't know where to go. So a cop flashed his light. GPS went out. My GPS went out. A cop showed me the way out. <laughs> so, yeah. She said, I don't know how to get you know, home, my GPS isn't working. And he said, where do you know? She said, I know where Daytona state is. I know how to get home from there. He said, well, just follow me. And he got her to the parking lot and she called me and she was all upset. And I'm like, it's all right. (laughs) Now you know how to get home from there. You know, that was like always my biggest fear until now we got life 360, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was going to suggest that it's a really, I I I use it more for her. Yeah. (laughs) yeah no it's a great app great but great now, app but now i drive to atlanta by myself she just, i drove she goes everywhere she yeah. drives me i hate driving hey <laughs> that's awesome but the news journal helped me learn my directions way better because i'm driving all, the all time. over the place so. all the time yeah that's yeah. great that's awesome good um i wanted to ask you both um well i wanted to ask you kathy what i oh, know we went over that sorry I guess what I want to ask both of you too, and before we end, we're not going to end yet, but is, you know, if you, you have this opportunity to talk to parents, individuals living with 22Q or individuals that know someone that has 22Q, if you could get up on stage in front of all of those people, what would you want to share with them 
about living with 22Q. So Nadia, this is for you. So what do you want to share about what it's like living with 22Q and or something hopeful or empowering about what it's like? Um, uh, There's those ums again. <laughs> uh, living with 22Q has changed me to have a better perspective on life. Uh, I get to see, th- see things through my eyes and people who have other health issues on the struggles that we have to go to when we were younger. And now I see how kids that are my age who I've met with 22Q on the struggles they have to go, they go through. So the accomplishments I have achieved has made me very proud. And then seeing all the other kids, what they've accomplished has made me also very proud of them too, because we're all part of one community. We've all dealt with the same issues and we're still dealing with it together. So, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with people with 22 Q or just like, just like a regular individual who doesn't have 22 Q. That's right. Beautifully said. And Kathy, I'm going to ask the same question for you. So if you could get on stage and everyone's listening to you, what would you want to share as a parent of a child with 22 Q? What, what is it? that you want to share it is she has been one of the biggest blessings besides my son but it's definitely challenging and you just have to find the right doctors that's going to listen to you and not generalize every child that they're only going to be able to do this much or do that much and constantly encourage a child you have to say you know helping them with the crawling with the walking instead of just letting them lay there because they said they're not going to walk until they're you know a year and a half two years old but same with school you have to be an advocate right from the beginning right from preschool because nobody ever knew what I was talking about they were just thinking she wasn't getting it. And it's like, no, she's not not getting it. There's a reason she's not getting it. And I would provide information. I would give it to the teachers every year, even made up through high school. It's like, you know, as things change, it's like, don't categorize her. Don't think she's not, you know, trying to do something. I said, because she'll spend hours doing it and not be able to understand it. She'll study for tests, and then go in and get an F. So then I advocated for the private testing. You know, she needed to be away from the people tapping the pencils and the ones, you know, because she would say, this is what's bothering me. This is what's, you know, distracting me. I knew these answers before I went in. And then also she was memorizing. She would memorize the questions and the answers. And then when she would go in and take the test, they were all mixed up. And so then we had to work with mixing them up while we were testing and not just go by what was sent home. Cause I was shocked <clears throat> when the teacher would say, you know, she knows all the information, but when I give her the test, she doesn't know it. But then we went to doing like verbal testing, you know, if they would ask the question, she'd, you know, so you have to be all the way. I mean, don't assume that they're going to get it at one point. I mean, it, the worst thing was when we went from middle from elementary to middle school and they said that she was going into special ed classes. And I, okay, 
I never had, a, you know, any problem with my son in middle. So I didn't know what they meant. She came home the first day crying, saying kids are jumping all over the room. Nobody's listening to the teacher. And I'm like, what did they what did they have you in? And they had her in like the the really, you know, hard behavioral. Yeah. The behavioral room. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I said, we need to get her out of that class like tomorrow. And they're like, well, you signed the paperwork for her to go in there. And I said, as of tomorrow, if she is not moved, I will be there with my attorney. I said, because this is not what I signed for her to be in. I thought she was going to continue in co-taught classes, you know, having an extra teacher, but not like a contained class because that's not what she was like a little mouse. She wasn't, you know, so advocate and know what classes your kids are in. Don't just assume, you know, all the way through up and up into high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same with appointments. If she didn't feel good, she, you know, I don't need to go to the doctor's. No, you need to get it checked out. You know, sometimes you still need to advocate even when they're adults, but mm-hmm. you know, I trust, I trust her and you know, we're, we're best friends. We do everything together. That's wonderful. It, you can, it's definitely been a lifelong learning for both of us. Yeah. You can tell your bond is really strong and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a really special. Have- do they still have IEP meetings for kid for your like for your sentence? Okay. Oh yes, we had one last wonderful IEP meetings. We had one last week because we were. I'm not going to put this in, um, yeah. but we're transitioning to um, a different school system. So I'm currently trying to find the right placement because he's he sounds very similar to you, Nadia. He's very sweet. He's very timid and and shy, but he's he's smart and struggles with math. And struggles with he great with reading, great with um like rec- and memorizing is yeah. a strength of his as well. But if he was in a behavioral classroom, he wouldn't succeed. He would no. he would, he'd be no, the kid they, in the corner, they, like, they, I don't know what to on, do. Yeah. Yes. They pick on but, the, the quiet ones. Yeah. But he does need that one-on-one instruction and a quiet area and a quiet setting um for him to succeed, which is really hard because it is so hard. Yeah, he he would not succeed in a typical classroom where he gets a worksheet with 30 questions on it. He would get overwhelmed. And yeah. um yeah. so it's 100%. yeah. It's so a lot. Whatever <laughs> modifications he needs, yeah. Make sure you get. Yeah, yeah. We're we're working. You're on his it. voice. Otherwise, they will just oh, settle yeah. the least that they have to provide. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now did he so, get pulled out for he does, yeah. He he gets um OTPT speech, music Good. therapy, um, but he's You're getting sure pulled pull out, out, pull out instruction for math and reading. Um, Good. So, yeah, but I know, I know a lot of schools like Slack, you know, we don't have enough. Uh, no. It, well, yeah. And it is true. There's yeah. There's a lack of special that. education teachers. Yay. Oh, yes. I, I work in the elementary. I'm like, these kids are supposed to have a certain amount of speech, certain amount, you know, it's like. It's hard. Check the IEP. I know. But it's yeah, so you will always, always be his voice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I don't care if I am the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> Here, yeah. That's how life is. 
It's a fine this, line, right? It's like, this is my life. Oh, right I here. mean business, but I'll be kind to you until, I will. until, I, I until known until, otherwise. Until, until you, you don't give me a reason I'm not to be. Yeah. When exactly. I, speaking of IP, when I photographed a soccer team, uh, this one of the coaches remembered me. He's like, Naughty, your I remember you. He's like, your mom wasn't very nice. <laughs> she scared you? us. He was the one that was at one of the meetings. IP meetings. <laughs> he oh, was like so so, so he would be yes. so good out of this. It. Will be done. Yeah, yeah. This is not even acceptable. Not yeah. we will put this on the dot. No, no, no. We're not going to take care of anything right now. Yeah. And I showed up there immediately. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I know we need those classes. That's not one she's going to. Yeah. But it's you have hard. to be, have to be adamant. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a it lot. Is, it's very stressful. Yeah. Has your, son had, has your son had any surgeries? Oh yes. Um, he's had ten. Oh wow. Um, yeah, he's good. He's good now. Um, but when he was born, he had um, oh god, the day after he was born, he he has spina bifida as well, so he had a hole in his back. Um, oh wow. But it was lower sacral, so like really low, like near his butt. Um, okay. so it didn't affect his ability to walk, which was good. Right. Um, but um, so he has spina bifida. What was that? Close on its own. No, they had to they had to surgically it's close so it the day after he was born. Yeah, it was okay. about like it was like the size of a wow. quarter. Wow. Um, yeah. so and then after that, he developed hydrocephalus because of the closing of the spine. The extra fluid right. was building up. So they did a. It's not a shunt, but it's a surgery up in Boston Children's that is like a shunt, but without the shunt, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a, you can, so on our episode, my husband and I talk about it. You can listen to it. Um, and then there's links to it. It's called an ETV CPC. Um, and then he had, Oh God, what else did he have? So he had brain heart and then he had heart. So he had tetralogy of fallow. Um, okay. the whole, the, um, he had a couple holes and then he had, had had yes, Jimmy Fallon. And then, um, uh, Sean White, the snowboarder. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's very common. It's a very yeah. so in utero they saw the heart and then yeah. um the spina bifida. So they anticipated we were up at Boston Children's wow. big fighter. Um, so they anticipated that something else is going on um genetically. So they uh, tested him right. after he was born. Wow. Yeah. So it That's was a long awesome. road. He's a big fighter. Yeah. Now is he walking? He's walking. He was, he was in a gate trainer and in a, um, walker. And then he was in a wheelchair and then over the pandemic, he started walking because he was home so much. That's amazing. Yeah. But it, we didn't know serious ways. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't know. So, and then he didn't start talking until two years ago. So, cause he's, he's low tone. Right. But nobody really understood her till she was about five. Yeah. Because of the vocal cord issues, and she would just talk, and I I knew what she was saying. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what he's saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was still communicating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't get that, you know. <laughs> and then she would come up with different ways that people didn't understand what she would say. She'd say the same thing in a different way. <laughs> How was that for you, Nadia? Was that frustrating? Do you uh, remember I don't, that time? I, I know it was a long time ago, but no, I don't remember at all. But when I watch videos, I'm like, wow, I couldn't really home videos. I'm like, wow, my speech is very bad. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, she really didn't get mad. She would just. I talk fast a lot. Try and figure out another way to get them. And if they couldn't figure it out, then she'd come to me. Or I, I, (laughs) when I used to, when I was younger, I'll just kind of still do. I interrupt. (laughs) Yeah. Go go over. Talk a lot. (laughs) That's good. I'd always be in in school. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk much. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. It's okay. It's good to ask questions. (laughs) Nadia, I want to ask you. Do you ever step back and just look at all that you've accomplished and kind of give yourself a pat on the back? Yes, all the time. Do you? Especially writing my article for the my, the news journal. It still blows my mind that I was been able to do half the stuff. Get a bachelor's. The biggest achievement was getting the bachelor's and photography uh, two years ago. So that mm-hmm. was a, and I did all the advocating for myself for the school portion, I went to the disability center. I did it all myself. Mm-hmm. So it was, that was a big accomplishment. You should be very proud, proud of yourself. Of yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, because you're doing it for yourself, you're not you doing are. it for anybody else. You're doing it. She says, I'm doing it to prove everybody wrong that said I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And everything she's wanted when she wanted to go back for her bachelor, I'm like, wow, I don't have a bachelor mm-hmm. degree. I mean, mm-hmm. I just she's beyond what I, I couldn't go past. I couldn't go back to school. She did medical assisting. But I, yeah. For the medical assisting, I failed out. Um, Cause I almost gave up on photography because I got tired of doing weddings and portraits. Those weren't my thing. And yeah. I didn't know there was, I didn't know there was a whole new world um, after. So my first with my first ex, he told me you should try and get into medical assisting. I was like, Oh, I didn't think of that. So I failed out 10 days before graduation. Um, Cause I, didn't pass the proficiency part uh, with the math. And then after I failed out, I joined CrossFit. And uh, one of the, my coaches said, oh, one of one of our students is a photographer. So I contacted her and she ended up getting me a job at NASCAR as an intern. And I knew then I was like, wow, there's a whole new world. So I met my coworkers in the news journal. They were doing an internship for class credit. I'm like, I need to go back to school. And I did the internship and I got the job as a freelancer at the news journal. So it was like everything works and God, everything. God has a plan for everything. Yeah. So. But it was imagine if you didn't go to CrossFit, right? 100%. Exactly. I would have not known. Imagine if you had just given up and said, yeah. and wallowed in your pity and, and said, I can't do this. Everyone's right. And I think that's yep. really important for everyone listening, not just individuals with 22Q is that that is our life. It goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. And right when you're up, it'll go down again. Something will happen, but that you have to keep going. Yep. Cause I didn't want to stay home and cry. So I was like, I need to do something that's aggra- like CrossFit that, and I didn't do the weight cause of my scoliosis. So, and I told the coach, I said, I have issues. So we started out with the low stuff and that's mm-hmm. when he told me my my friend my now good friend now so but it was frustrating because when she signed up for the class she told the the teacher you know I don't understand math I don't know measurements it she said don't worry about it you'll learn it we're going to teach you everything and she's like no but I really I don't get it and she's like no don't don't worry and then a week and a half before school's over she's like Nadia I just want to let you know you're not going to be able to pass because you can't, you know, draw up the dosages. And she's like, this is so ridiculous. She I, goes, well, you can finish out the course if you want, but we won't have to say anything to anyone. She says, no, I'll quit, but I'm going to come in and take the test tomorrow that I studied for. 
my class, I sent I sent all my classmates a message. They threw me a surprise party at the end. The next day. Because every time I would pass my test, they all would like a uh, test. They would all clap. Clap. Mm. They all knew about my syndrome. It was hard doing the blood pressures and stuff like that. <sighs> Finally would accomplish one after the other. I joked. I said, I'm glad I failed out before phlebotomy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. So God works in serious ways. Most mm. definitely. But she didn't take it and just like despair. No. Yeah. I was depressed for one day and that was it. I was like, oh, probably two days. But got to move on. Got to move, move on. on to the next thing. Yeah. Through your, through your young life, you're still young. Have yes. you, you know, from that experience, have you figured out like, how do I want to phrase this? I guess I want, I want to just like point out like that it's great that you didn't give up and it's great that you just kept going, but it's also wonderful in your story that you've, you've shared your struggles with others so that they can help cheer you on and that you're not feeling alone in your 22 Q and your struggles with math, for example, and your struggles with time, like your community, what it sounds like from your nursing class is that you shared your struggles with them. And so they were cheering you on and they were just as excited for you when you passed the test. Definitely. Which is, it, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Just the way they all treated me. They all just, and I'm still close with them to this. Some of them to one of the girls in my class is like one of my best friends. Yeah. So. And they all, we just all advocated for each other because we were in it together. Even yeah. if I wasn't in it till the end, I still supported them. Yeah. So. And Have my you... son worked at the college. So he got in touch with the nursing teacher and said, you know, that's not right the way that you all did this. And mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, you know, she told Nadia, your brother wasn't very nice when he called. <laughs> well, you don't wait till the program's over and tell no. someone. Make I it. already bought my cap and gown. Oh and yeah, already... everything was ready to go. Oh. That, that was the hard part, the cap and gown. But like, yeah. but now I see where I am today, so I'm proud of it. I can't see myself now looking back as a medical assistant, so I'm thankful for what has happened. Whenever we go to the doctor, she's like, "Oh, I'm glad I don't have to do that." <laughs> yeah. Things hey, it, it worked out in your favor, and even though it was probably really sad and hard. Oh yeah. When that happened. And when you do share with individuals that you have 22 Q, how do you go about that? Because if I I asked that question, because I don't know what it's like to have 22 Q and I don't know how hard it might be to share with someone that I have this syndrome and wondering if they're going to look at me differently or treat me differently. What, how do you go about sharing that with people? I don't know. I think when I feel a close connection or, Um, with them and I know they're not going to be judgy or I just feel like sharing when they ask so tell me a little about about yourself and then that's when I go into my syndrome and explain about 22q and I said it's like 22 a lot some of them actually know what DeGeorge syndrome is when I when I say 22q I said it's also DeGeorge syndrome and a lot of them know what it is which is surprisingly but with my friends, I just tell them I because when I wear a bathing suit, they see my scar from my heart surgery. So and that's when when I was younger, I would go and explain it because I'm not afraid to show my scar mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, even my doctor, uh, my physician, he's amazing. He's found some issues, which I would have because um, he would Google the syndrome because I would get a lot of cysts a lot when I was uh, in my early 20s. 
and uh, he would always uh, have the interns. Uh, he would say, so do you guys know what 22Q is? He would ask the interns that were with him and they would always know what it is. So the new generation is learning about our syndrome. And that's good. Cool. So that's yeah, because when she was younger, I would ask doctors and I think I remember that. I think that's the class I slept through or something, you know, it was like, wow. But now the new generation. Move on to the next doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now the new generation is learning it. Yeah. Definitely. It is getting more aware for sure. And and there's a lot more just education around it. And then people just talking about it. Yes, national definitely. conferences like there's so many more national conferences and and yeah. just getting out there with the information and advocates moms dads individuals with 22q getting out there and sharing um and you, I, and you, and oh your, your and podcast, podcast. and the podcast you know and, and that's what i like to highlight is all these amazing individuals out there that are doing really great work and and educating their communities about 22q and that you're all awesome and you're out there, but we're this little club. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you both this question as I always do. So I'm gonna start with you, Kathy. But um when you had Miss Nadia, um, if you could go back in time to when you had her and you got the 22Q diagnosis and you heard all those awful things from the doctor. If you could go back in time to that moment now to yourself and you're standing in front of yourself in that moment, what would you say to yourself now having experienced all that you've experienced? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I guess it was all, it's all like a learning thing. It was like, I don't know if it was like a test to myself to like prove them that they're wrong. You know, it was like every, every, you know, phase that she went through was like, check, you know, that's another thing they said she wouldn't do. That's yeah. another, you know. So what would you say to yourself in that moment? You're looking at yourself and you're, and you're in despair and you don't know what's going to happen with your beautiful daughter, even though they're telling you she has 22Q. What would you tell yourself in that moment? Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. They don't know. They don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Every child has a different plan for their life. Mm -hmm. Just don't listen to them. I was devastated. I mean, literally devastated. Like her life was over then. But now I would say, nope, don't, don't listen to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was definitely like a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't be lying. He's showing me pictures of all these kids that look like her. Mm -hmm. well, good I mean, for you for not listening. But I'm like, no, don't listen. Yeah. Don't listen. Because if I had listened, it probably would have been a lot different. Out I know it would be a lot different outcome. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about taking her out to drive because she's not going to learn to drive, you know, mm -hmm. even when we went down the wrong side of the road. But, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> Uh, and Nadia, you, sorry, go ahead. You have to trial and error. You have to, you have to try and yeah. don't listen to the naysayers ever. Never give up. Never give up. Mm -hmm. 100%. And Nadia, I want to ask you the same question. When you 
realized or were aware of your 22Q, maybe not at two and a half, but when you started to realize it and maybe there are really hard days, you're really struggling in school, you're getting bullied. If you could go back in time to those moments, to your younger self, as an adult with an amazing job and doing amazing things, what would you say to your younger self now? Uh, I would say, don't worry so much about the bullies. Um, cause they won't be there when you grow up, you'll be the better person than they are and just show them who you are as a person. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't stress too much about the other kids and what they do. Mm-hmm. Good. Good advice. And what keeps you going? What, like, do you have a pump up song? Do you work out? Do you do therapy? Do you like being alone? Like what keeps you going? What, what just makes you thrive and keeps your fire lit? Um, positivity, uh, family, friends, God, mm-hmm. um, just mainly family. Um, my brother, my mom, my dad, my nieces and nephews. So mm-hmm. they keep me going. So trying and trying to stay positive. <laughs> so. Nice. And Kathy, what do you want to say to your daughter about, I don't know. What do you want to say to her? If you could, you know, what this journey has been like for you and what does she mean to you? What has she taught you? This journey has been a blessing. When, when you're told something like this, you, you almost think it's like a curse, but it's like, I was looking at this beautiful baby and there was nothing they could say that was going to take away that beauty. I didn't care what they said. She would never be able to do. If she didn't do anything, she would lay there and be in my lap forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like God handpicked her as my best friend. Mm. And we just, we do everything. We don't get bored with each other. We don't fight. She never went through that, that snotty, bratty teenage stage. (laughs) Nice. Calms me down a lot. (laughs) She's the calmer side. Yeah. Good. But yeah, I'm blessed. It's just the one thing that scares us is she wants kids. And they tell us, you know, obviously there's a 50% chance that she would pass it on. Yeah. Kids have a worse part of the syndrome. Um, She's already gone to um, gynecological specialists to see about... um, what is it? Um, implants, you know, they can do selective, you know, they do genetic testing and see which embryos would have, you know, the gene and the not gene, but we're not there. We, you know, she don't have a boyfriend, so that's not something to worry about, but now she's getting up there in age. So it's like, what age do you harvest the eggs? And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's her next journey, you know, whenever she's, Whenever she's ready, but she's young. She's yeah. 32, you know, mm-hmm. moms are 40 now, you know. <laughs> yeah. You'll figure it out. That's it. It's yeah. all in God's hands. You will figure it out. Whatever is the right thing An for amazing you. Amazing auntie. <laughs> yeah. They that, love her. I love my, my, I love being an auntie. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck in that next chapter. It's not going to be an easy one, but you will figure it out. And you're so lucky to have a mom that supports and loves you and a family that supports and love you so much. And Nadia, I wanted to ask you, 
What do you want to tell your mom? Uh, just thank you for, uh, so, uh, I wanted to say thank you for being there for me and never giving up hope. And even though I was a pain in the butt, she still let me do what I want. Oh, she was always my advocate. She always, every time somebody would bully and she would at the whole second grade class had to apologize to me. So she was definitely always my, <laughs> I remember those things. <laughs> she was always the advocate. So I thank her for being my advocate. Yeah. If you had to pick one word to describe your mom, what would it be? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the word I was expecting. <laughs> but true. But a great one. And, Crazy cat. <laughs> and Kathy, what about you? What's one word you'd use to describe your daughter? Endless love. Just so heartfelt love. She's mm-hmm. just, she just radiates the smile, mm-hmm. the love for everybody. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's like a, a bright, bright light. Yours had to be better. I can't, I can't have, I'm crazy. So yours was good. <laughs> you balance each other out. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Yin and yang. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, ladies, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. And I just, is there anything else before we end that I may not have touched upon or anything you wanted to add that any words of advice or, or anything for the 22Q community that I may not have touched upon in your story? Uh, no, I think you did a good job. You okay. Did yes. All right. Good. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm not going to put this in. I'm going to wrap it up, but stay on when I hit stop record. Don't, don't leave. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so, I want to thank you both for being on the podcast today. This is an amazing 45 minutes, 50 minutes. This is an amazing conversation and I wish you both nothing but the best and and just keep having the amazing fight that you have, Nadia, and keep going because you're doing great work and I can't wait to see what is next. And to Kathy, you're a rock star. And I admire you as a mom and you, you led the way for us younger moms. So thank you for just never giving up on your daughter and, and your family. So thank, thank you. you both on our kids. Never. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank it's you. A pleasure. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. All right. They don't know that we stayed on. Hang on one second. So cute. <laughs> How did you get involved in the podcast?